Yo, what up, people? It's your boy, Trap Dave, man. You know why I'm here. You know what I do. You know how I feel. Um, I'm a, I'm a lax on that, though, because I do want to interview some other type of people instead of DJs one day. But for today, you know what it is, man. It's your boy, Trap Dave, from Needle to the Groove. Today, I got a special guest in the building. Actually, I got two special guests in the building. Um, one is my brother. He's going to hold it down with me today. Um, and the other is a young DJ coming up on the scene, really killing shit. You know, he got a co-sign from a lot of good people that I fuck with. So, um, you know, I wanted to reach out to the young man and give him a platform to speak his piece on, man. Um, <laughs> a little smoky in here today, so if I cough, don't, don't mind me. You my know bad, what I'm saying? But um, before we get into this, man, i like to introduce... My uh, special co-host today, my brother Will Pounders in the building with What's me today. Good, uh Long time, <laughs> might not have heard the voice in a while, but we still be outside, man, doing what we doing, making connections, making absolutely, making good man, everything, you know. He's one of the reasons why this young man is on the show today, man. So, uh, without further ado, man, I'd like to introduce DJ Midas. What do you do? What do, you do? <laughs> man, Welcome to, to the here. show, brother. No, no doubt, man. Appreciate y'all having me. No doubt, man. So, um, if you haven't listened to the show, man, the first question I ask every DJ on this show um, is why DJing? Why DJing? Well, shoot, I always had a, a love for music. That was always a thing. You know, you go back to like high school. I was always the person who had, you know, when iPod touches and the nanos and all that. I couldn't have none of those because I had way too much music. I had a, I don't even remember what it is called, iPod Classic, I think, with the 256 gigabyte. Cause oh, I had 256. So much music, so, you know, you had to, I had to have those because a little fancy touch, it just didn't, couldn't hold enough. So uh, I always was a music person. And then as I went into college, I'll be honest, uh, I was just sitting at a party one day in college, and I was very upset with the DJ, uh, <laughs> to be very honest. Ah, I, like I looked at my homies, and I just said, man, I'm about to do this. I'm, I'm going to start DJing. And they was like, man, you sure? You already got the music. So, you know, over the summer, I uh, linked with my boy, my brother, DJ Revenue. You know, he had a, a turntable for sale. Oh, where? Uh, Newmark cool. NS6. You know, okay. I, I went ahead. Are we going to yeah. get to all the technical yeah, talk? Yeah, I bought all that, that off of him. So, Revenue is the person that you got your first Yeah, you know, Revenue, but Revenue, my brother in real life, though, like way before DJing. I never knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, dope. he was DJing first, you know, and I um, always had a love for it and kind of just got into it. So, yeah, he gave me my first board while sold it to me. And then I went off to college and... Turned up, turned up, and sure. even at that point, what I what college you went to? Youngstown State. Oh, so you got to sure. remember, it really ain't much there, you know. So, yeah, so all we could do is party. So sure, uh, it was sure. it was big not having a, a good DJ there at the moment. So I went there and was able to make a name there, not even knowing how I could grow to, of course, what it is today. But that's fine. I fell in love with. So how was uh, going back? How was uh, what was the music like in your household? Like, man, my household. So the first part of my life, it was. Myself, my mom, my grandma. So okay. I'm sure y'all can only imagine that yeah, my mom's yeah. favorite artist is Mary J. Blige. My grandma's was <laughs> Luther Vandross. Okay. You know, oh, so, so you surrounded by the yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was always soul music all the all the way. R and B. Um, yeah. Lots of heavy R and B. And then my uncle, um, you know, he was a huge Tupac fan. Huge mm. and that, Right off the bat, I wanted to be like him. You know, so <laughs> Where? My uncle or like Tupac? No, my, my like my uncle. Okay. So yeah. everything he liked, I like. For sure. You know, for sure. so he you know, he was a Pac fan, so I became a Pac fan and then for I sure. really started to read books on Pac and really understand his music as I got older and you know, was a real, real fan. But growing up that was kinda the 
the music that I was used to hearing. Okay. Um, where did you grow up? You from, from Columbus? Yeah, Columbus, yep. Okay, okay. What side of town? North. North, north side? North side. <laughs> Do you remember the first, I want to say, you young yet still, so first CD that you bought with your own money? Bow Wow. I'm not going to lie. Lil Bow Wow. Lil Bow Wow? Are you a Bow Wow fan? Back then, I definitely was. Nah, man. today yeah. are you a Bow Wow fan? Of his old music, yeah, I still play. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I ain't going to, yeah. yeah. I dropped, uh, I don't remember what event it was, but I dropped Fresh As I Miss just for fun on the Bow Wow got some shows. Don't yeah. lie. Yeah. 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 I've never heard yeah. of Bow Wow. Bow got joints, man. Yeah, that's the first thing I bought with my own money. So and I was only like six or seven. But To, to uh, <laughs> piggyback on that question, like before even like, I could buy stuff with my own money. Like, and this is maybe dating myself, but we had like CD and tape exchange. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So on Morse, it was like Morse Road. So like right across from the Kroger. I, I used to work at Kroger, go across the street. It's a, a little, uh, a drive through right there. Yeah. And then, a, uh, the CD store. So I would, I would go in there and just like, you know what I'm saying? Try to lift, you know what I'm saying? Whatever tapes and shit I could <laughs> yeah, get. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? If they ain't paying attention, because they got like, oh, they got four of these, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't need all these, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah. missing. Yeah, like, so I go, like, I remember, like, AT Aliens or, like, oh, yeah. fucking uh, Ghetto D. Like, I stole those, like, probably three or four times each, though. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ever, like, what was your favorite, like, tape or CD that you had multiple times that you bought, purchased? Ooh, that one I'm gonna have to go with uh Urban Legend. Ti Ti my now oh, look yeah. after after Tupac mm-hmm. Ti my favorite is your guy for real stand by that that's head. dope. What about Ti is your like man? So I I I'll say how it first started was his verse on uh the Bone Crusher song Never Scared. Ah yeah, he <laughs> said I'm a bank head nigga. <laughs> hey look that exact line is what did it. <laughs> that exact line is, I was like oh yeah. that was hard. Yeah. Was, again I'm still young. I think I was only like ten years old when that, sure. when that track came out. Jesus. But then I just started hearing that, you know, like I hit the dope boys, you know, the dope boys in the track. And I'm like, yeah. okay, then I just I was and a fan from the there. Tone yeah. right there. All right, for sure. So when growing up did um was like uh like BT, was that like real prevalent for you? Yeah, was sure. that like that was heavy. Heavy. Everything, one hundred six apart. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, one hundred six apart. How was that? Yeah. Did that have a big influence on you musically and just music video wise? Yeah, that just yeah. gave me a, an appreciation for music videos more than anything. Uh, I think the the songs that would be on there, I already have heard from like the radio or downloading off LimeWire or something crazy like that. But the oh, videos, man. man, I used to have just the love for just watching the videos and all that. Yeah, because I, I always think like. You know, my era, we did, we had MTV. You know, that was a that was a super influence. By the time I'm thinking, you're saying like you were like ten. Yeah, I was born in ninety three. So, oh man, about two thousand five six, like YouTube was probably just like really starting. Yeah, that's like did, yep. Was that like was you all, was you like an online kid? So I'm not gonna lie, the YouTube thing it took me a while to really get hip to the whole YouTube thing. It was uh, kind of downloading everything off LimeWire. Like I said, that was really where I got all my music and stuff from. LimeWire, yeah. man. That was my... Is that mad virus, now? Mad viruses on the computer. Mad crazy viruses. Uh, I don't think it's a thing no more. They probably... If they still a thing... I'm, I don't know I'm like how niggas be downloading that. music to they... I don't know how to DJ, man. I don't know. Man, if you're like, still using LimeWire, you need to get with the times. <laughs> easier ways right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too many streamer services. Yeah, I mean, that was the precursors to 
uh, streaming services. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. um, I know you said DJ Revenue was the first person like you knew. Did you know any other DJs? Like, oh yeah, I definitely knew. Actually, uh, I had a cousin of mine who stays in South Carolina. He used to DJ like probably before I was even born. Okay, um, and I always was just um, in love with just watching scratching and stuff. That was kind of what made me fall in love with the art of DJing. Uh, but yeah, I, I knew a couple other DJs, um, but the closest one as far as seeing it firsthand yeah. in front of my face, I'd definitely say uh, Revenue. Um, he actually DJed, uh, I don't know if y'all, you remember Will, but that house party that they did up in like Delaware or something, mm. uh, they ended up on the news. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. yeah, so he he DJed that. So that That's was crazy. <laughs> That's crazy to hear that, like, years later. That, yeah, 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 but that was, like, one of my first experiences really seeing DJing in front of my face from, like, two feet away. Oh, yeah. So, like, because I'm trying to think of, like, the computer era, right? Did you, like, uh, download, like, any type of, like, programs or when it came to DJing? Like, before you got to the tables before or... Before I started? Yeah. Man, before I even... Thought I wanted to be like this back in high school. Still, I had a virtual DJ on my. Okay, computer. yeah, yeah, you know I mean? that's like just, that. That's back just playing around with it. But uh, yeah, the first thing I had was Serato, and I've never even tried anything else. I know there's like Record Box and all those other yeah. ones. After I got Serato, I, I I liked it enough. I was like, I'm not gonna try nothing else. What was um. Was it turntables that the first thing you got, or was it a uh, controller? No, so the, yeah, it was a controller. So I didn't even move to con- I didn't move to uh, the funny thing that made me move to turntables is somebody spilled the drink on my turntable on my controller. new Mark NS6. Yeah, so it was a Man. New Year's Eve party at Red Club, and one of the DJs uh, came up, had a drink, <laughs> spilled it, killed my laptop, killed the NS6, everything. So I just told myself, well, now I might as well just go ahead and upgrade. So then that's when I went to the, the Pioneer. I got the DJM S9 and then the uh, vinyl turntable. So that was Wow, cool. man. So, yeah, you're a young boy and you went out and got a turntable because I know it was expensive. Like, how you get? <laughs> I was getting booked a lot, man. I was, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I still work. You know, I still work, you know, nine to five. And stuff, oh, absolutely, but, uh, bro. It don't know, stop. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was getting booked, like, quite a bit. And all that money I was just putting up. I, I, don't, I don't really spend that money whenever I make off a DJ and just kind of get put up so yeah it was able to made, made me able to do it when um when you with your controller before you got to the your, your 12s was it um somebody that you like wanted to emulate as a DJ or somebody that you follow like no like I said more than anything just kind of I made a I made a hate list really more than anything that's how I learned how to Really DJ. Talk about it. So I would go out, go out to the clubs and just kind of listen for what don't I like. Like, what are you mm. doing that I don't like? Because that's what really made me start DJing. I was like, I hate that he did that. Why did he do that? So I just yeah. made a playlist. I don't want to do that. I don't like how the song had an abrupt stop and then there was a pause. Like, I want the music to always keep going. And that's yeah. how I learned the whole mixing thing. And then scratching was always the biggest thing for me. So I was like, oh, that's one thing I'm going to learn like how to it. do because I feel like people now like around my age don't appreciate scratching as much as it was appreciated back then um i i wouldn't go on record say they don't be just because it's not it's not prevalent Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's not a bunch of young people doing it you know i think if you know if you um i know iq can do it really good you know what i'm saying he's actually helped teach me yeah yeah iq is one of the best um when you got your 12s though was that like a crazy different experience than spinning on a controller because we always have the debates always have the debates with my dj friends about controllers versus 12s and some of them are 
traditionists, you know, 12s, 12s, 12s. Others, like, whatever I can make money on, you know. And the other ones is like, I can get busy on either or. It don't really matter to me. So where do you stand on that? I'm I'm more on the either or. I would prefer, if I have my preference, I would definitely go with the 12s. But, um, like, the, uh, the new Pioneer stuff that they have out on the controller side is dope like V-Nice whatever he has I don't know the SRT I love the oh, SRT oh yeah the SRT is matter dope matter of fact what we just played on that you got that is dope like yeah. you know so but um, when I did when I first got my 12s though man it was like it was a it was a crazy change but it was a good one like I was like a kid on Christmas like I ain't never wanted <laughs> I never wanted to turn it off I was just like, practicing non-stop and that was uh, that was probably one of the most surreal feelings that's what made me really realize that I really loved what I was doing when, like that feeling when I made that switch yeah, go ahead. Do you take your own equipment when you go to uh, bookings, or like, can you get down on any like? Because some people got like house equipment. Yeah, or, like, when they got house equipment, I, I always just it's because it's a lot easier. Just take your laptop, you just plug in. So yeah, yeah I can go off of pretty much whatever's in front of my face as For long sure. as I got the drivers and can plug in. I'm I'm good. But uh, yeah, because I, I had a rain one, so that's what uh, we was in there. Practice as a pioneer rain one. I I love it. You know, um, I like I practiced on twelves. But, like, that ain't my forte yet. Yeah. But, you know, that gives me the feelings because it feels like a 45, you know what I'm saying? It's actually 7.2 inches, which is kind of dope because um, 45 is basically 7 inches, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, but the feel of vinyl versus controllers, I know that. Is night like, and day. It's night and day. Like, so how did you get used to, like, scratching on... Like uh, uh, the 12s versus scratching on a controller. Honestly, I hate scratching on a controller. Like one that doesn't <laughs> have, if do. it doesn't have the, like how yours has like the wheel, so you still can feel that pull. Yeah. With, you don't feel that on regular control, like most controllers. So I, I actually hate, hate it to be honest. Yeah. I still do it, but I'm not a big fan <laughs> of it. But uh, the 12s, man, that just came from repetition, just practicing. I just practice, 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 night and day. What was your first gig that you really like your first gig where you bombed and your first gig where you like really went crazy first gig i bombed was easily my first gig <laughs> <laughs> i remember it was a nice little not nice it was a hole in the wall off of fifth ave <laughs> it was literally in the garage Boy. it was literally in the garage Same. man Boy. and at the time i didn't have a a MacBook. I had a Windows computer, an older one, <laughs> and it worked fine when I was at home practicing on you know, my little studio yeah, type. Yeah, Joe Crib. Yeah, yeah. I get, man. I get to the venue. I plug up. Oh. First song. I turn. You know, I'm turning it up. I'm feeling good. It just cut out. I'm like, oh shit. What happened? What's going on? Then it come. It cut back on, and it just did that the whole night. So it was. It would kill me because then once I got to the point where I'm playing all the top songs. And we had the part where everybody, everybody singing the words, it cut out. People think I'm purposely cutting it out. And then it come back on. It's like I paused and played it. So so it ain't come back. It ain't come back. Continue. (laughs) It came back exactly where it cut off. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody looking at me. Everybody Uh, everybody had a song singing. I'm like, oh, it was a rough time. man. it was a rough time. So. I instantly went and got a MacBook after that. Um, so that was definitely the first one I bombed. I'll never forget that. Um, first one I'll say I did, so that it would be two months later. So th- my first gig was in August. Two months later, I got a gig at Louisville University for their Halloween party. Mm. <laughs> this nigga jumped out the window. Out the window, <laughs> off the porch. <laughs> That's fine. So 
I uh, finally had my MacBook, been practicing, everything was there, and I just felt a lot of pressure. It was something about being at Louisville University. It's just yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I'm, I done went to a whole other state now. This is my first time going out of state. It was just a lot of pressure, and I just locked in probably more than I ever locked in at that time. Yeah. And I just I showed my ass, man. So that was definitely the first one that I that was. Yeah. Yeah. What was the What was the lesson you learned though when you when you like all right I know I can like was there a lesson after behind first, it after that first event after the second one where oh, you when I body when I, like is that when you really realized like I can do this shit that's for the rest it, of that's my exactly life? what it did it told me that I could it gave me a idea of what I could do because like I said at the time when I did it. I'll be honest. I pictured Columbus and Youngstown. I ain't. Yeah, I didn't see it. myself going. I didn't think it would happen, honestly. So then, you know, two months in, I'm in Louisville. Then to the point where they bringing me back all the time. Then they bringing me back. They called me. They said, "Yo, we got the Migos." That was my first arena concert. Was there? Ah oh, man, was talk it? about it. Tell, yeah. tell us about that experience. Oh, that was crazy. That was for me. That was crazy because I'm still in college. Still at that point. That's back when Bad and Bougie came out. You know, so they had that peak. Oh, it's shout out, shout out to Will Pounder, man, and uh, Des Arnaz. They interviewed the Migos on one of the podcasts that we had in the uh, past. You know, called yeah. the B Side. So, nah, that's crazy. Yeah. It was uh but uh, Offset was locked up. It was Takeoff and. Um, Quavo. Okay. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, it was dope. So tell us about your experience with that. Uh, so that first experience, man, that was crazy. So they bought me in, and it was backstage. And like I said, this is my first arena that I'm, I'm in. It was, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's in Louisville, whatever that arena is. That's in Louisville. Uh, Rupp Arena? That might no, be Kentucky. No, that's Kentucky. No, yeah, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah nah, that's nah, Kentucky's. Yeah. Kentucky, Kentucky. Uh, University of Kentucky. I think it's like the KFC. You know I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. You was in the arena, nigga. I was in the arena. You was in the arena. I know. I've been in the arena. Yeah. Right. been in arenas. So. so, you know, pulled to the back and whatever. They, they give me the special parking, whatever. That alone was tripping me out. That's crazy. And then I walk in and they like, yeah, um, you know, this is your dressing room right here. I said, my dressing room? <laughs> They're like, I, I'm already dressed. Like, I'm, you know, I came to the event ready and everything. You I ain't bringing nobody with you. I had some people with me. Okay. Um, yeah, but... I uh, go to the go to the back, bro. They got chicken, Hennessy, like just a little small stuff yeah. for me, right? And the reason why I say small is because he said, "Well, you think this is something?" They took me downstairs. The Migos had the whole downstairs. They had they weren't there yet. Yeah. They took the whole downstairs. I look at, bro. They had. <laughs> then you learn everything about a, you learn about a rider. Yeah, that's a rider exactly. Is. I learned exactly. They say, "Yeah, this is their rider," and then they explained <laughs> everything, the whole breakdown. Yeah. So the uh, the arena manager, he was cool as hell. Like he really schooled me up on like what what all they had to put into play to get them going. Um, so anyway, you know, you go on. I'm before Darrell comes on. DJ Darrell comes on. Shout out to Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm um, right before he comes on. I'm nervous as as hell. I'm, but you know, I once I finally walk up on stage, it's like all the nerves for some reason just went away. Yeah. Like before I went up there, I was. And this is how long after you started. This was probably a year or two after I started. Boy, that's fine. I had to go back. I can go back and find the exact date, but um, yeah. So then I get up there and just rocked it, and just that that right there is what really again. It's so early in my DJ career that I'm like, man, I'm I can really do this. Like this can yeah. be that. I think yeah. that's what really showed me. Like, okay, I can do this for the rest of my life. This this is something that I can really make a, a living that's off dope, of. Man. Yeah, I love it. So let's get a little bit technical. With with DJing nowadays, you know, a lot of DJs um, don't know how to DJ. <laughs> they just play records, just, mm-hmm. 
you know, they play the popular records. It's cool. They, you know, um, how important is blending to you? A hundred percent. I think that's one of the things that, uh, I'm known for is my ability and how I blend records and transition in and out of records. I think that's something that I get complimented on the most. I love it. Uh, so that's probably like to me one of the number one things. Cause like I said, I like when the music just keeps going. I don't really yeah. like the whole breaks and stops and records. I'd rather it just keep going and sound and continue like a party. That's like a pet peeve of mine. It's like like when DJs be like they don't know how to mix. Like yeah. and for another for a record, I'm a, this is a question for later. Like is mixing and blending two different things or is that the same thing? But like <laughs> when DJs don't know how to mix, like. And they just like play a sound like doo, 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 and then play the next record. I'm like, nigga, you didn't even try, nigga. Like, at least mess up the mix for me, like to let me know that you was put some effort in. Like, you ain't even try. Next record, like, but um, is mixing and blending two different things, or is that like the same thing to you? Or for me, it's just the same. Yeah. Like, people say it's my favorite type of blend. It's my favorite type of mix. It's, yeah. it's all the same. Yeah, it it, it it really depends on. Um, like blending like R and B records, but you can mix like different genres. Okay. So, and that was gonna be my next question to you. Like, do you play different genres, or do you stay within your, you know, your R and B trap, rap, hip hop? So most of club bookings are pretty much always hip hop R and B. Yeah. But I do a lot of weddings and corporate events as well that I don't necessarily post as much. Uh, yeah. That I've learned past year or two to start posting more of but those weddings man i've done a little bit of everything i've done birthday parties of straight country music kids not got to that's crazy and it, it was uh it was actually fun and then what tripped me out is i walked out of there a fan of several country songs hold on so you you mixed the country records too yeah but how do you know the artists and the songs and the and the well, so I, I mean, some of the artists you already know just kind of off of being around people who do listen to country and yeah. just having a diverse friend group. But uh, just Google, you know, you Google top country songs. That's how mm -hmm. I did top country yeah. songs 2021, 2020, 2000 or 2022. Yeah, all that. So that's how I did it, and that's crazy. I just use those songs and I asked the people. Of course, I say if y'all have a playlist, that's kind of how it's kind of a cheat code I use for weddings and private parties. You got to because they want to yeah. hear certain records, you yeah. know. Yeah. Y'all want to hear certain records, just put a playlist together and send it to me. So then I Perfect. know what they want to hear. Oh, I make sure good, I have hey, it. Free game for y'all DJs out there. <laughs> there you go. So how important is reading the room for you? Um, you know, because like I've been in I've been in spots where, it's, you know, it's 20 people in there, but it's 10 chicks. Do you play strictly for the chicks and don't play for the dudes? And you've been in spots where, you know, it's pack to pack, but everybody's staring at their phone. Yeah. So how important is reading the, reading the crowd for you? If you can't read the room, I don't think you're going to be successful as a DJ. Mm, talk about a it. A lot of people get up there and want to play the songs they want to hear, and the crowd just look at you like, what's going on? You know, you got to be able to definitely tell what's going on. You know, on the early side, you, I kind of feel like you want to get people moving, get them dancing, get them feeling good, you know, whatever. And then you can kind of gauge what type of songs, you know, Play a little bit. Play some trap music. See if they gravitate to that. All right. If not, let's, That's let's what see the what the ladies doing. Like, yeah. I get there early. Set the vibe. Yeah, you set the vibe. For sure. I think, I think really, um, a warm-up DJ, I think listening to a DJ when they, if they're in a warm-up set, can tell you how good of a DJ they are than if they on the last. Hmm. That's interesting. Why, why is that? Because you got to set the tone as a warm-up DJ. You know, if you, if you're the closer, 
you kind of already got your songs you gotta play. I was play. about to say. You have certain songs you gotta play that you know gonna turn it up, and at the end of the day, it still goes in more to how you play the song, so another DJ can come on and still play it better than you, but the warm-up DJ, you gotta set the tone, and if you I like can't it. set the tone for that closer... And you're not playing no, like, no f- top 40 yeah, songs, you playing songs that you like... You play an album, that's basically. Get, yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not playing all the top the songs. The B-sides. Yeah. Shout, Shout out to, to B-side for sure. <laughs> um, let's say you have a gig like coming up tonight. Like, what is your approach? Like, when you at the crib, from selecting material to preparing to like building an opening set. Like, are you like, all right, bet I, I want to get these five records off first, or do you have like a set? Like, if I'm honest, I don't. I don't. I just talk go. about it. I like to just go Be off honest. the head because uh, I think when you prepare, one, you put too much pressure on yourself, and then two, you eliminate the ability to read the room. You go in there with a with a specific set, saying this is what I'm going to play and how I'm going to play it. If the crowd ain't vibing to it, where you going to go? That's like everybody got a plan to you yeah. get punched in the face for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's not. I was recently told that um, I had a, I had a set list from a DJ. And he laughed at me, you know, and I, and I, and this is a person I love and respect. And he laughed at me. He was like, did you play every song on that? Just like that. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. he, he was like, it's fine getting your records together, but don't ever just make a straight list. He's like, yeah. you could have just did that on, the, on your iPad or your, on your phone. So that's why I was just curious, like, do would you set up a set list or you just go go nah, crazy? I think it's good to have uh you know if you have crates set up for emergencies like if you can't if you can't you, for some reason you, you get stuck because that happens if you get stuck and, yeah. you know and you, you need to figure out I need to hurry up and get out of this song or sometimes you might play a song and you gotta run to the restroom you gotta you might run to the bar you know you gotta hurry up and get out that transition you ain't got another song played yeah you know you gotta be prepared but uh more than most likely, I'm, I'm coming just straight off the dome or just whatever I'm feeling at the time. Where So, going back to your 12s, because this is a question I love, I love to ask. This is a technical question. Okay. What kind of slip mats do you have? Honestly, I just use the ones I the ones that come with the, the disc that I, I buy from uh, Guitar Centers, the Serato, just vinyl ones. Okay. I, the ones that come with it, I just flip it upside down. Mm. It, it, it's, it just moves a lot Yeah, because I, I think that's important, too. Especially with twelves, when with me practicing on twelves, like just the control, like you said, like you can get that little feedback when you uh, when you're moving the record, but you still want it to be slippery enough so you can. You yeah, can just, yeah. Just so I put it when it's when it's upside down, it has right the like perfect amount of pull. When it's when I have it the right side up, it just I don't, mm. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it, but I like that. Um, this is a question like I. I don't know your your musical scale or, or, or all across the board, but do you feel like producers make the best DJs? And the reason why I ask that because I start thinking of producers, right? That or DJs that became producers like Dr. Dre, Jazzy Jeff, Just Blaze, you know, even Q-Tip, and you know, I just feel like a producer. Like, yeah, of course you should be a DJ. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like you could end up being a producer one day, like, making beats and stuff? Yeah, I actually do it, but I do it for fun. I don't think it's something I, I've ever taken myself serious enough to 
say, all right, I'm going to do this full-time or had the passion enough to do it full-time, but I definitely believe that they uh, correlate with each other. I mean, it's reading music, having the cadence, having all that good mm -hmm. stuff going together. And then the producers, man, I've sat and watched uh, producers like uh, Sean Starks, 808H. I've watched different producers throughout, the, you know, Columbus. Shout out to Harold, man. Yeah, man, I've watched them create beats from beginning and watch them do it in like three to five minutes. Man, it's, Sean is a fucking man. monster with that shit, bro. I, I don't... I don't been over there with him too. Shout out to Sean Starks. Yeah. That nigga, he like, bro, first they catch the break, you know what I'm saying, yeah. whatever that, and put that on the loop, and then the fucking, nigga, it don't take long, is basically yeah. what I'm about to, I'm not about to give up the whole shit, but it don't take long, bro, yeah. and how they do it, and it's, it's amazing. And they make it look so easy. It's amazing when it all come together, because they do it like part by part, and then like when it all come together, like, nigga, how did you do that? Like, yeah, and then like, yeah. or you could leave the room for like a minute, go get a drink and come back and like, they in the booth already. Like, bro, how, <laughs> bro, what did, yeah. what happened? Like, and then you missed it. I like, think there's a lot of songs out there that if the producer wasn't who, if the producer wasn't there, that song wouldn't be what it is. Like that mm. producer, I think makes a lot of songs. Yeah, I, sure. I would agree. Um, and you know, Shout out to Serato. You said Serato was the first thing you ever worked on. Only Me and you was uh, messing with the 3.0 today. Um, since, since you know, it's basically one day, oh, let's talk about it. Yeah, sure. How do you think Serato 3.0 is going to change the game from just the 15, 20 minutes you experienced? Man, I think it's crazy because, uh, one, the fact that you could take any record and make it either an acapella record, an instrumental record, it changes your ability to remix. Hold on. Yeah, man. So Serato oh, can cut the background out it can of cut everything, Oh, bro. That's what we was just doing before. As soon as I walked in, here. he was like, you seen it? I was like. I had that, yeah, I was so was excited. Killing time. And I know he, a, you know, he a real DJ, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, check this out. Like, he put he me went in the door five crazy. minutes. Like, no, right here. He, he said, he said, come on, get on, get on the table. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, he testing me out. But then, yeah. but then he showed me the new updates and I was like, man, this is crazy. So I think that right there, I think is going to change the game. and. Definitely for real DJs, I think they're gonna have a lot of fun just playing with that. It because you know you even if you use those uh, record pools that you pay for uh, to get music, they're not always gonna have the instrumentals or the acapellas for right. certain songs. But now you, you don't need it. You can as long as Serato got, they're gonna be able to. or an instrumental like. Oh yeah, man, you're gonna be able to release so it and everything. The top or the bottom of the song. That's crazy. Like the man, and that, just the program. And this is just the first version of it. That I just showed him it just came out yesterday so yeah. and it's definitely got some bugs like I could tell in the first 15-20 minutes they have some bugs for sure but so once they perfect that man that's gonna be that's gonna be a game changer for sure definitely for the real DJs yeah for sure another DJ nerd question I like to ask um with your 12s do you use uh, phases or you like needles I'm a needle guy man are you I am a needle guy I, still I like use, to hear I that still man. Use needles uh I use uh, Ortophone needles. That's what I, the brand needles I use. But um, I don't know. It's just the phase. I, I, I use them at one event, somebody else's event, uh, or somebody else's setup. And I had too many issues with them. It was like a little lag with it. Ah, I, didn't like the, I didn't like the lag. It, it was throwing me off. But the needle. And I you just... got to keep them joints charged, too. Because oh, really? I hear people say you can keep the phases like charged. Like a fully charged face can last four hours, but oh, you talking about like the electric, electronic yeah, needle yeah, yeah. that she placed on that? So it's like get rid of the needle, the the use for needle. Now I will say, Rain has a a turntable that's needleless that doesn't have the phase, but it's just built in to be needleless. Now that I I need to buy that because that has 
there's no lag or delay or anything. Um, also, rain like the rain one that uh, we was uh, just practicing on. They actually got uh, attachable arms now mm. that you can yeah like you can make okay. it feel like a twelve. So okay, I, I thought dope. that was fire. That's dope if you need it. So as a person that has done arenas, as a person that has done hole in the wall clubs, like how important is sound check to you? <laughs> because some acoustics in some buildings, or even like you said, like you know me spinning in my living room. You know we always joke about me being a living room legend, but <laughs> once I got outside and, right. and heard it in you know bigger area, I'm like. This shit don't sound like my little. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> so uh, yeah, how it's important different. is sound check to you, and why should DJs care about that? I definitely think it's important. I think just because it's like you said, it just sounds different everywhere. You know, I think the standard that everybody uses is twelve o'clock for your levels. Twelve o'clock in your level, but twelve o'clock don't sound the same <laughs> as it does in a hole in the wall, as it does in an arena, as it does in a, a, right. a nice club. I feel like that's just like the baseline. Yeah, like sometimes you can't. You know what I'm saying yeah. you can go a little left or you can go a little right from that, but exactly. just. Just to start out, start out. And then you don't know how some people had their mixer set up. And, you know, a lot, a lot of times now it's on people's iPads, so you can't even adjust the levels yourself. Mm-hmm. So you need to be there so you can make sure your levels are set right. Because if your music is coming through distorted and stuff, it don't matter how good you are doing, it ain't going to sound bad. good. So you're going to look, exactly, you're going to look bad. So what, what kind of mixer you got again? I have the uh, DJM S9, the Pioneer. Okay, okay. Um, I like the 72. Um my favorite mixer right now is A Tracks. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but like A Track, A Track got a he got a mixer with Pioneer, and um, you could do everything on it. You could basically make beats on it. He's oh, a producer. Yeah. Who A Track? Yeah, A Track is a god. Oh. He does <laughs> he does everything. Produce, writes. Like, yeah. You know his brothers um, leasing on Chromio. So yeah, A Track is like top five. Favorite DJs of all time for me, so okay. he's uh, he's super dope. But you should check out his mixer for sure. I think, um, and I'm learning more and more about mixers and the the ability and the capability that you could use them for. Like even with my rain, like I feel like every day I'm learning. Like, mm-hmm. do you did you study uh, your mixer? Like you have to, you have to, because like because like you said, you like the seventy two. That's pretty much the equivalent of the Pioneer, the yeah. S nine, and they, there's so much you can do. Just it looks kind of simple because they simplified and made it two channels, but yeah. there's so much that that thing can do that you have to study it and really practice and, and just really get to know it. So when you when you approach like uh, DJ in Columbus versus Youngstown versus like Louisville, like do you have the same game plan? Because in my mind, like I'm like, all right, Louisville's closer to down south. They probably want some down south. Columbus. I'm going to be honest. A lot of these people don't even know what they want. They just, once they get it and they like it. But Youngstown is, reminds me of more like, like some people like some lyrical shit, but a lot of that shit, they like some street shit. So Yeah, so for me, being in Youngstown, uh, there was a lot of people from Cleveland there. Uh, so they mm. definitely like a lot of Cleveland music. There's a lot of people who went to school there from Cleveland. So I had to get definitely brush up on my... My music from Cleveland. Yeah, they like a lot of Houston shit from Cleveland, too. Yeah, yeah. A lot so, of Texas music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to do that. But uh, I just think as a whole, um, I will say something I had to teach myself not to do was I was a little bit too relaxed in Columbus. Um, almost to the point where it's like I wasn't having fun because it was like it was so repetitive and it almost started to feel like it was a job. <laughs> yeah, like you had a, a yeah. set every time. Not like a set, but it was just... 
It just felt like a job. Yeah, it just felt like a job. Like, I wasn't really having fun with it because it's like, all right, I'm doing four or five nights a week. I'm just, it kind of gets repetitive, though. It seems repetitive because I'm always at the closing end, so I'm playing a lot of the same songs. That's how that goes. But when I go out of town, I will say I started, every time I go out of town, it reminds me of the feeling that I need of, this is what you need to have back at home. So now at home, now I'm like, all right, I'm just switch it up and start having more fun with it now. But um, So this is like a question to go with that then. So like, so when I was coming up, it was like, people follow the group more, like the promotion groups. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say no names or whatever, but like the niggas who promote, like it don't matter who the DJ is, they're gonna go to the party, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then, so they would even like break a DJ, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter who the DJ is, mm-hmm. like wh- whoever DJing, it don't matter. We throwing a party, so you gonna come. But now, it's like, if the DJ whack, we not coming at all, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, when did you notice like the change in that? And like, how did you, like, was you the person that was a promoter DJ or was you a, this is my party type of DJ. I'm going to say a combination of both. The reason why I'm going to say that is because it took for a promoter to give me a chance. And I'll say, uh, shout out Manny G. He was the first person who ever gave me a shout chance in the Manny, city. What up? You know, he the first person who ever really gave me a shot at a club here after I got out of college, uh, like right out of college. He made sure I, I kept the momentum going. Um, so he kind of was the, I'm going to break this DJ person like, mm-hmm. in the city. Uh, That's dope. But then as it as I got better and better and better, it was I was one of those people who was like, oh, Midas is there? All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And mm-hmm. people say, like, I only came because you can't. You, you there. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, you know, when people do tell me that uh, and those people who do appreciate my style of DJing. Um, but, yeah, definitely now I think the reason why that's the case is because more and more people – starting to just grab a turntable or a controller thinking <laughs> all I gotta do is go hit push and play put, hit play and then they realize it ain't it so then they making a bad name for themselves so now people are you know this DJ here nah I really don't care right. to go so it's even like they make a bad name for the DJ for themselves for the venue you know what I'm saying yeah, for yeah. everybody like so anyway go ahead yeah they undercut like, prices oh yeah that's with any game i can though. go yeah i can yeah, go down that's the line terrible. like those people who don't take it serious you just in the way for those who do like, yeah real. um what would you define your style i would as? definitely say someone who continues play for sure definitely with the the, the beat never stops i definitely try to try to do that uh what is like is it like like you like to play like r&b more like oh yeah He's an R&B, R&B nigga. Yeah, I love R&B. Mike's an R&B, R&B nigga for real. I, yeah, I love R&B. And the reason I, I, I heard that, you know, shout out to uh, my guy D, he told me, he's like, you might as well see an R&B dude, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the ladies R&B on the floor. Sure. Yeah, I love R&B, man. I like, because the hip-hop, I mean, the hip-hop and the trap, like I said, I think dude. anybody can do that. I think anybody can go out, anybody who is somewhat decent at DJing can go out and do a hip-hop set. Like, definitely with the top songs. But I think being able to throw some R&B on and keep it going, mm-hmm. especially for, like, hours at a time. You know, there's been times where the club is supposed to end at 2. It's 2.30, 2.40. People still popping bottles to R&B music just because you, you carried that vibe. And it's like, they Facts. still like, man, I still want to stay there. And the club they club owners, they're like, yeah, we're going to keep going. You know, we're going to keep. Exactly. If yeah. the if the vibe is good, the club owner going to send somebody to tell you, hey, like, keep it going for yeah, 15 more minutes. You know yeah, run yeah. another another check. Yeah. I'll keep it going. Yeah, because they want them, you know, the clubs, they want that bottle price. Exactly. You know, but like, in. so going with that, like, is is it like, um, man, like, what would, 
Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a good ass question, but I just forgot it too. Bugging. Um do you like with your with your style, do you wanna take them on a musical journey though? Like, alright, I wanna start, you know, I wanna start here, but then I wanna, you know, smooth it out and then I wanna take them back up top and then I wanna smooth it out again. Cause I think, you know, Music is emotion. Mm-hmm. And you can't just party all night. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You definitely need a break. And then, yeah, so is that yeah. your goal? Like, yeah, I think um, I, it definitely depends on the venue to determine what type of journey yes, I might want to take you yes, on. But yeah, I definitely important. think a journey is definitely because at the end, at the end of the night, for sure, you don't want people rowdy and stuff. You want them kind of, you know, that's why you got the R&B. But I definitely think it's okay to do the R&B too if you play the right song. In the middle of them, those hype hours, because you play the right song, the crowd's still going. Like I was say, it's it's not so much about what you play, but how you play it. For sure, that's where re- also blends comes in. That's what yeah. my question earlier. Like you can play like a, a hip hop beat with an R and B tune. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or like an R and B beat with a hip hop tune. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and just mess them up like and that. And that's what that new Serato that he talking about, that's that's what that's going to be able to do. It's going to be perfect. So, I can't wait to <laughs> it's gonna 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 open up. It's going to open up the that. door for It's yeah. going to open the door for that a lot more. But I remember my question now. So how do you listen to music? Because like I find myself like when a record come on, I'm hearing like listening for samples or listening like, or how can how can the DJ bring the, this song into the next song or how can they mix it or blend it or whatever? Like how do you like find yeah. find yourself listening to music like that. It's naturally like that. It's just, it's second nature to just be like, man, how could this come in? This song can go with that. Like literally, he, he was on playing music and as he's on doing his own thing, I'm in my head about how I could do it. <laughs> For sure. Because it's just natural, like, just, you just start thinking, you just, you know, it sparks your brain when you hear music, especially something that you like mm-hmm. or you just hear a catchy beat and you're like, oh, that'll go perfect. That, you can blend in and out of that with this song, that For song. Sure. And, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah that, I think, um, once once you got a gift like that, I think it's important to use it to the, your ability. Because a lot of I, I my my theory with music and you know y'all can tell me if y'all feel the same or not. I feel like a lot of people like music. They might even love music, but a lot of people is not in love with music, mm. so they don't get what a bridge is or what a bridge is supposed to do. Or you know how many rappers can't count bars? Oh uh, yeah, that, that that's that's simple. A lot, a lot a lot of rappers can't do a lot of things. But I'm just saying, like people in general, as as listeners, they just listen. Like, oh, it sounds good. Like, mm-hmm. but they don't really break it a song down. Like, oh, okay, these drums are from this sample, or that's a snare from there, or yeah. you know, and that's the type of nerd that I, I am with when it comes to music like that. I like to break it down and make it, it makes more sense to me that way. And, you know, I think dope, dope DJs could play on that. Like, yeah. all right, this bass line definitely goes with that bass line. It's the mm-hmm. same bass line, basically. Yeah, like, Song might sound completely different, but mm-hmm. the bass lines, that makes them blends perfect. Um, how'd you get your name, man? Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was like curious that about that. Yeah, I like that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Myself growing up, I've always just kind of labeled myself as a king. Like I always like my my usernames and everything. The kingness, kingness. It was always king related. I love it. Uh, I so love as it. I was trying to figure out a name, I always said it had to be something king, you know, theme related. And 
I was overthinking the hell out of it. And I just <laughs> went and had a conversation with my mom. I was like, Mom, I'm struggling with this. Kid you not, two minutes in. She like, Midas. I'm like, hmm. She's like, Greek king. Midas Everything touch. he touched turned to gold. Yeah, <laughs> now you touch it. I said, damn, thanks, mom. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's how yeah, right I'm going to roll with. Yeah, White bamboo, there it yeah. is. So I definitely got to shout out my mom on that one, man. She definitely the reason why, you know, Midas, the name, you know, exists. Because uh, I was struggling and everything I was coming up with was corny. I'm not going to lie. It just, I was overthinking it. What the name did you have yourself? Man, I can't even remember. Yeah, come nah, on. No, 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 I really, I really don't remember because they was that bad. You threw them away like, nah, I ain't going to do Nah, that. they was that bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care to tell you if I hadn't. <laughs> but yeah, it was bad. All right, this is a, a question I ask everybody that's on the show also. As a DJ, when you walk into a club and you're not spinning, like, can you enjoy yourself? No. <laughs> you know? you not all fun. the way. Not yeah. all the way. So, so I put it like this. You go in there, you have fun, but you cannot eliminate the fact that you are going to still critique the DJ. It doesn't have to be a negative critique. It can still be like, right. oh, this DJ it going crazy. Be. It can be. Like, yeah, it, 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 it can be negative. But I'm saying, it's not that I'm saying I'm critiquing you and saying like, oh, this DJ's doing bad. And a lot of times there are good DJs too. So, but even then it's still, I'm spending my night listening to the DJ instead of, sure. I'm instead not of having a talking, time. Yeah, yeah. talking to people around me. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, he did. People have been over there having a good time talking about what they did yesterday and I'm over here like yeah, you just came out that yeah. record like, but like to go with Trav's point like being in love with music like like when me and Trav go out and we're in the same place we're gonna either be like towards the DJ booth or you know what I'm saying like yeah. talking about the DJ or like listening to the music or something like and when we go out in the same place yeah. like we gonna be in the DJ booth like oh you know what I'm saying like we'll, we'll, we'll just critiquing but yeah. it's just it's not like we hating or trying to give props or whatever we just love music that yeah. much that we wanna See what you gonna and it's do. It's like with we it. got the same art, and for me, I don't mind people coming up and giving me feedback. Like definitely from another DJ. Like ah, oh, dang, could came out of that. You could let that ride a little bit for longer, sure. or hey, oh, you know, I don't mind it because that's that's how you're supposed to do it. And I don't mind giving that feedback to somebody as well. Like you know, hey, that, that one wasn't it, bro. You, you gotta be honest <laughs> with each other. But definitely if it's somebody who you know y'all have mutual respect and you know they ain't gonna take it no wrong way, that's Absolutely. that's how you're supposed to go about it. Speaking speaking of mutual respect, as as a youngin, you know, on the scene right now, everything's moving, everything's hot for you. How are the older DJs embracing you, or if they are? I would say um, the ones who I have, you know, connected with. I would yeah. say those they, I, I'll, I'll definitely say they've always given me my props and uh, you know, show love as I have with them as well. You know, I think without. Them paving, they, you know, they yeah, paved the way sure. to an extent. But yeah, I definitely say they have definitely shown me some love. Um, I ain't really had no one say like, "Oh, nah, I don't really like how you doing this." Uh, you know, seem like they not a fan or not a, you know, a how I do things. Okay, because it, it, you know, as as we said earlier, like it's Columbus, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we can sugarcoat it, but we know how our city is. It's a lot of ego driven um, city. It's just. It is what it is. And I, I I think, you know, it's important that older DJs should embrace younger DJs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, the DJ culture, yeah, it seems like an easy game to get in. Like, I can even admit it myself. Like, I love music. I know more music than anybody. You know, he'll tell you how I am. Like, mm-hmm. and I start DJing and practicing, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this shit is not easy. This yeah. is really a skill 
this is really a talent. This is really an art. Exactly. You know, and uh, you know, I take my time and I really learn it. But I just feel like older DJs should reach out to the youth, and that's part of the reason why I did need to the groove, and part of the reason why you're on the show because you know Darnell and Will. You know, they like you interviewing all your legends. I'm like, yeah, but they're my peers. You know, and those are the people I know. He's like, nah, man, we got some young people that you need to interview 100%. and talk to. So, you know, it's important for me to do this, you know. Um, I, I think because y'all y'all experience in the club is completely different than mine. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? How, how do you even deal with the, with the social media aspect of being a DJ? Like, because, you know, not to be like back in my day, but back in my day, we danced. Yeah. You know, we danced. We didn't have the... Phone. Even even when social media started becoming prevalent, it was like it was still like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen before everybody was on there. So we still had a good five year run from two thousand eight to at least two thousand thirteen, where mm-hmm. we still party. Like, how do you even deal today with like, you know, you killing it, everybody killing it, and everybody just looking at their phone? Like, how do you deal with that? Oh, as far as like when I'm DJing, yeah, people, like, the people looking at their phone, yeah, or people not dancing, or in in your mind, you know, like, bro, what I just did right there was amazing. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's kind of you kind of just take it for what it is. Like you really don't look too much into it because you do know that people have a short attention span these days. Yeah, like, that's just all. It, that's really what it is. So unless you playing their favorite song or artist they want to hear. You know, a lot of times that that's probably Man, what people really gonna do. They're gonna look. They're gonna you know, let's say or the drinks hit them. Yeah, that's why true. I say. That's why I say the warm up DJ gotta be. You you can tell a lot by them because can they can you make somebody look up from their phone when you're not playing the top hits? Mm. I think that can really determine your skill. My thing is like when I'm not I on like the crowd, that, I like that. Like and the DJ do some dope shit. Like I'll make sure. To look at the nigga yeah, from across yeah. the room and be like, nigga, I heard that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that'll juice you up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to be that like, okay, good. somebody like, listening. You know what I'm saying? Like that, they didn't go unnoticed. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel like y'all be needing that because y'all be up there for the most part by yourself. Y'all sometimes y'all have a little chick in the booth with you or whatever. She don't give a fuck what you playing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she just there to be on Instagram and shit. She post look a, good, yeah, so. be look good and post what you, what you doing. You know what I'm saying? But. When the niggas be out in the motherfucking crowd, like, another free game, like, you know what I'm saying? Tell your DJ, it's like tipping a bartender. That's a tip to a DJ. Point let out, know nigga, rocking, let, it, let them know that they rocking, man. No, for yeah. sure. I say uh, another person, I say real Sean's twin, Kyle. Yeah, for sure. Man, I say that nigga's a comedian. Bro, one, yeah, he's a funny dude. But he's a comedian. He's a spot I've been at a lot, uh, Noir. Shout out Noir. But they, he's in there Shout a lot. Shout out to Noir, man. He's in there a lot, man, on the Saturdays. And when I tell you... He makes sure he come over every time I play. If he if I do something he like, it don't matter where he at in the club. He gonna find his way over and just. But I see, I noticed he he's always done that. It's like for any DJ, his brother's a producer. So he. But yeah, look, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so now we done. You can pick. Can okay, so can you pick out niggas who like love music? Like is oh, that like sure a, in the club? For, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely pick out the people who love music. hundred percent versus people who just dare to turn up. Yeah. Versus people who. And no do you music, do you sure. tailor it more towards towards those people who give you those reactions, or is it just like I'm here to do my job? And you know no, what I'm saying. I think you gotta you gotta be able to be diverse and be able, if you see people in there and they love music, mm-hmm. be able to show that you can play that music and still keep 
the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. still keep the energy. Again, it's how you play your music. Sure. I think that's that's the biggest biggest part of it. Word, that's that's super dope. So I do want to ask you, ah, being born in '93, man, like, who is your <laughs> five favorite DJs? Mm. It could be, it could be, it could be local. Yeah, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. National. I mean, it's your five. I'm not your five, but different, bro. different reasons though. <laughs> not necessarily always going to be for DJ. Time. I, I want to know your All five right. and your reasons. No particular order. No order. No order. Yeah, no, no order. order. All right. The first one I'm gonna say is I'm gonna say drama, and I know that might be a cliche for people, but man, drama. I have a lot of respect for drama. One because. His mixtape, the one mixtapes was a thing, live mixtapes and all that Man. stuff. I don't think there was a mixtape you didn't hear him on. You know, you heard him the most. And then I actually heard him DJ. Because there was a lot of times I I, I would hear these people it. hosting. I'm like, I never heard these people DJ. Yeah, DJ Academics. <laughs> I got a never funny heard uh, my DJ life. drama story, too. Like, from here. But nah, like, yeah, we, yeah, we, we talking yeah, about it. We talking about it. We talking about it. But then I actually heard him DJ. And he DJed a lot of what my favorite era of music is. Which was mm. the the Jeezys, the Ti's, the Gucci's. That whole era when he was, you know, when all them was trap. in their prime trap music. Yeah, when that really early was, trap. Yeah, trap. right, 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 right. But like back in that in that area, that was my favorite. That still is my favorite like time of music. So for him, I'm, I'm gonna say that. Okay, um, drama. Next, I'm gonna go with somebody who is in Arizona right now, Chris Via. Most people not gonna know who that is, but I'm gonna say look him up. I'm 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 him. He's the uh, Arizona I'm, Cardinals DJ. Yes, I'm him. Yeah, yeah my uh, shout out to DJ Dame. He got me hip. Yeah, man. So yeah. that dude, I would just say, true turntable is. Yeah. When I say it hit, I watch him on his either his IG live or on Twitch. Like yes. I just sit back and just will just listen to him and study him because the way that he comes in and out of music and he can do any genre. He does a lot of old school uh, hip hop and stuff. The way that he just does things is just out of this world yes he's very dope man and i and i and i i love that for you man i love that i try to get a lot of people hip to him um next i, I think you gotta say jazzy jeff man you i say just, jeff you gotta, right got to because he i'll be arguing with one of my one of my big bros one of my um, ogs about jeff he's like jeff has been spinning the same for i'm like <laughs> jeff is incredible i literally just watched a jeff set like two days ago on my phone he was in la had a do-over and skills was hosted that's what y'all was talking about hosting mm-hmm. like he was getting busy but yeah man i, I love that you yeah. love jack and then um the other one is who's the new dude that been on tiktok bro i'm not gonna lie uh new dude on tiktok Man, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't even have a TikTok. He be on TikTok and Instagram, but he be on Reels a lot. Now I'm mad I can't think of his name, but he's made his way into my top five because the way that the mixes that he does in just that little short minute of time. Uh, do you do those or no? Nah, see, so that's where I need to I need to do better with that mm-hmm. because I'm good with posting my my flyers where I'm at, posting the videos of why you there. Yeah, while I'm there and I got them, but I never do the. I'm at the crib. The video. I'm at the crib. This and I'm at, I'll be at the career practicing, but I, I don't videotape, and I need yeah. to do that a lot more. So sure. um, that's actually something I told myself. I have it written down that in 2023, I'm going to get on that, especially with the whole reels and it's there. It's TikTok being a thing now. Yeah, yeah, like, why would I so, not? Exactly. I think that'll really show, too. That'll just get my name out to people who don't, who aren't in Ohio or the Midwest, the clubs. Yeah, it, it's, it's, 
It's a tool. Yeah, for sure. I think you should use it as a tool. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If you're not using, I think anything you're doing, if you're not using social media right now, you, you're doing yourself a disservice because that's it's just it's too it's too powerful right now. It is, and it's not going to go nowhere, no, no matter how soon. much. We wanted to, <laughs> no matter how much Elon Musk is going to ruin Twitter, like it's not, yeah. social media is not going anywhere. Um, and then the last one, I think I got to say myself. I mean, I know that's Talk a about it. You got to say, say, you mm. say yourself, man. If you're not a big, if you're not your biggest fan, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a problem. Um, Word. Um, last question, man. And I, I think it's an important question. Um, what is the most rewarding part of DJing for you? Mm-hmm. Making people feel good, man. I think at the end of the night when people walking up and they're like, man, Midas, you did your thing. Or like, man, you the reason why I came and all that stuff. Just the feeling that you can see that you put in people. They might be having a bad day. They come to this event. They want to hear some good music, have a good time. And the fact that, to me, there's no party without the DJ. You know, right. so the fact that they came and I was able to provide them with whatever type of good time they needed, that's the most fulfilling thing you, you, you can have, I think, as a DJ, is knowing that you came, you did your job, and that people walking out, and they you know they're going to be talking about it, you know. And then even the people who may want to walk out and say something, you're still talking about it, you know, you sure. still. But, yeah, just that feeling. I love it, man. That, that feeling that you give people <laughs> uh, when they come up, like, man, Mike, you did your thing and all that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, man. DJs is, like, you know. It's part of the reason why I do Needle to the Groove, man. Um, the DJs are such an important part of the culture, of hip-hop culture. You know, and like you said, everybody wants to be a DJ. This is something you really got to be good at. Mm-hmm. Like, if you suck, you might get a few gigs here and there, but, you know, eventually it's going yeah. gonna, gonna to be dry out. up, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to realize, like, you don't really love it. You just want to... You just want to be cool, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and and I realized, you know, having this conversation with you and uh, the people that co-signed you for me, they just, you know, they all told me that you love it. So, nah, yeah, and I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate anybody who definitely speaks, you know, well on my name. Um, but the thing I love about DJing as well is just that there's so many different uh, tastes to it to, to an extent. So, like, for instance, DJ. A, you might think is the best DJ. You're right. But then he may think DJ A is just okay. DJ B is really the best DJ. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're never going to be everybody's favorite, but you're always going to be somebody's favorite. And I think, I think you got to appreciate the fact that those people who do appreciate your style of DJ and the way that you handle a party or any event, no matter what it is, whatever genre you playing, then you got to appreciate that. I know I said that was my last question, but do you have like any aspirations to like to be a tour DJ or... I did. Or, and, well, I've, like, I've been or on tour, radio actually. or I've, radio I've, DJ. Or I've done like tours. Uh, I did a tour with Polo G and Yellow Beezy. How are you just going to leave that out? I've done some tours. Yeah, I, I've, I've traveled a good bit. Um, and I, I like kind of doing my own tour to an extent. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say there's more money doing the tour where like it's not like a live nation type tour yeah, right. where I can go into I'm I'm going on tour in a sense I'm, I'm going from city to city state to state um, I enjoy that uh, I aspire really to just be able to say I'm traveling nationwide um, I right. think that's my biggest thing um, I'll say that DJ Bandcamp shout out to him has given me a lot shout of game Bandcamp, yeah, he's given me a lot of game on you know my brand and how I can get to 
essentially like how he's doing. You know, he's yeah, he's he, lit. It'll That's be my it'll he's be dope. April. Yeah, it'll he's be dope. April, and he he he'll he'll give out his whole entire summer. Yeah, summer booked he's out. Booked. Non-stop. 2023 yeah. he's already yeah and he, he's just incredible yeah incredible energy he's a nice dude like we chopped it up a few times i don't really know him but he's always been incredibly kind and he's dope yeah man so shout out ben <laughs> like he's yeah, one of them djs when i'm in the club i'm like oh Bandcamp's there i'm about to be 2023 i'm gonna get band for you yeah, well, yeah you know oh, we yeah, make it happen yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll definitely show up man yeah but uh yeah shout out to him he, he's helped me with my brand and just my vision on how and, and kind of I'll, I'll tell him what I'm trying to do, and he'll kind of help tell me his advice on how I can get to that next level. Cause he'll say he'll he'll preach, you know, the talent's there, the talent's there. Just work, work, work on work. this, do this, do this, you know. And a lot of times it's that damn social media and yeah, doing interviews and <laughs> look, learning to do that. Uh, I've always been a big networking person, but mm-hmm. you know, just kind of doing better with that. I, I still always be better at networking. And Absolutely. Stuff like that, so and it never stops, bro. Just keep in mind, like. It never stops because you, like as, I'm going to say this a million times, man, you got a good spirit about you. I can tell that as soon as you walk through the door, that. your energy spoke to me like, oh, that's why I said get on the set. Like, I can tell you ain't come in on no, I might is or, you know, like, nah, nah, like nah. he came in like, yo, I like, and I knew right then and there, you know, as the person that's been outside for a long time, like, oh, he got good energy about him. Let's go. Like, nah, you know sure, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, even when Will was taking forever and I was about to cancel, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nah, man. Um, put, tell the people how they can reach you, man. Um, your social medias and, yeah, Twitter. you know, to book you and all that. Yeah, because that's important. the most important one. It's important. Booking. So DJ Midas Booking at gmail.com to book me. Um, social media and in, uh, Instagram and Twitter is both at DJ Midas underscore. Um, I'm working on the Facebook page, so I'll, I'll wait before I let okay, that go. Okay, okay. All right, man. Uh, anything else you want to tell the people, man? Nah, man. That's it. I just appreciate y'all having me, man. This is a good <laughs> platform. My time, first, bro. my first like real official interview, man. So Dope, man. Dope, man. You handled yeah. like a professional, nigga. Right, yeah, man. you Dope, did, man. man. Everything, everything. Like I said, your aura and your energy is dope, man. So God bless and um, trust me, dog. I'm gonna be when you out spinning. You see the OA in the corner. Yeah. I'm listening, bro. Sure. Like I'm gonna be listening and. Critiquing everything you do just because I want to see you win, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Gonna, I'm going to be open to all the feedback you got. Where, man? Sure, hopefully, hopefully, I hope I can come back in a year from now, man, and we can talk about it. Oh, yeah, that's, I, I would love that, man. Talking about that, you know. I would love that. And then, uh, and I just want to say, man, as far as the people who, who, are, who are telling people that good things about you, uh, I feel like, well, I don't want to say they, we are proud and of how you moving and carrying yourself yeah, for sure. and um just keep on representing us how you represent yourself and keep doing what you're doing bro you're killing me and i appreciate you appreciate y'all we'll pound it yes, it's like all the times baby you already know you know what it is i love Shaq you my Kobe, G. Baby. thank you for you coming through know. yes sir make it happen all dj right. Midas, it's your boy try dave man we out of here peace, peace.